0: Theory, a podcast about anything and everything. I'm Catherine And I'm Jody, And today, we're talking about finances.
1: Yay! Our favorite topic. Our favorite topic. Actually, it really is my favorite topic. It really is
0: mine too. Okay.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I love talking about money and saving it. Oh, I'm all about it. Yep. It's awesome. And
0: it's a new year. I Mm -hmm, feel like mm -hmm. I've like you know, wiped the slate clean on my own finances too and just kind right. of like restarted some stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about what our relationship with money should look like. And I'm yeah. coming at this and I'm sure Jody is too, from a very biblical perspective. Yeah. Because for the sure. Bible has a lot to say about how we deal with our finances. Yeah.
1: You being good stewards with your money.
0: So I Or with
1: his money. Yes. Really? It is it's, his, it's, it's it his is money. His.
0: Absolutely. His as in Jesus. Yes. Big H. Okay. I have a question for you. Okay. If somebody handed you $1,000 right now, what would you do with it?
1: So my <laughs> my initial like knee jerk thing to say is save it. Oh, yes. Like divide it up between my savings accounts and just save it. Or just go ahead and put it in my um, emergency fund because I would love to get to $1,000 anyways. And kind of like continue to build that. Awesome. But... I think the time of my life right now. If somebody handed me a thousand dollars, I would go ahead and put it to my Harvest of Generosity Building Fund. Oh. We have a pledge going on in our church. Each of us has have pledged a certain amount a month, or a certain certain amount of money every month, week, or year. Mm-hmm. And so I would put that towards I think my pledge. Yeah, which is hard to do. Yeah, I I would love to like have that for me, but. Yeah, absolutely. I think I would really appreciate, because a pledge is just like debt, and you need to pay it off, Mm -hmm. or you need to live up to it, and so I think maybe spending that on my pledge and, like, getting that out of the way, I think that's what I would do.
0: Yeah. So, my thing was, I actually did get handed a pretty big uh, Christmas bonus, and I thought, ooh, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. Like, it got really excited, and then my first thought after... The excitement of, oh, I have all this money, Mm -hmm. was, oh, I need dental work done. So pretty much all of this is going to that. Oh,
1: my goodness. (laughs) Things are so expensive.
0: It is. And I don't have insurance, so I do have to pay everything out of pocket. Yeah. It's a lot. So there's adulting for you. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. First
0: thing is dental work after I pay tithes on it, of course.
1: Insurance is so important. It is. I'm learning. It is. Oh, my word. Yeah. Like...
0: That's on my to-do list this year is looking into health insurance for myself.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I thought I could get by as like a young person. I was like, I don't need insurance. I got the Lord and the altar. <laughs> right. Um, But no, you got definitely. got the great physician on exactly. my side. Exactly. <laughs> but you definitely need insurance. I yeah. think the majority of people need insurance.
0: Yeah. But I've been doing it's expensive. well getting by it without it. And just like every now and then if I have. Something like like a flu or a cold that I just can't get over and I know I need yeah. like a little extra help. I just go to an urgent care doctor and like,
1: yeah, please
0: give me the drugs.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah. Money is... It's hard to live with and hard to live without. Yeah, for sure. It
0: is. For sure. So we're going to talk about what each of us, how each of us deal with our money. Mm-hmm. And I sort of budget every month, but mm-hmm. not... Um, I just kind of know about what I spend in each category of things that I do. So, like, I know I'm going to do 10% tithe, 5% offering because that's what I always do. I know about how much I give to my pledges. I know about how much I spend at Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know about how much I spend on groceries. So, like, I sort of plan based on what I know I'm going to do. But I don't really budget, like, cut myself off from something if I know I'm spending more than I normally do. I just kind of, like... Okay, well I'm just gonna spend less in this other area. So but yeah. I do hardcore keep track of what I spend. Yeah,
1: I think that's that's what you need to do, yeah. for
0: sure. And I'm I'm not going to say that everybody needs to go build themselves like a spreadsheet. I am a spreadsheet junkie. Yeah, like I love building them. Just do it how you how but do it how you want to. Yeah, there are how you want to so do that. So many apps. What works for you? Yeah, there's so many apps for tracking your finances, and some of mm-hmm. them are automatic if they like connect to your bank account. Mm-hmm. I think Minted, um, which is by Intuit, they make TurboTax and and uh-huh. uh, QuickBooks. Um, minted like connects to your bank account and you don't have to input anything it keeps That's track nice. of your expenses for you but have some way I will absolutely say this that have some way to keep track outside mm-hmm. of your bank statements with yeah. what you're spending
1: yeah and I don't do that and and I know it would be very beneficial I need to start doing that um, I keep I kind of keep track of my savings um, on pen and paper oh, Okay, and so like If that's what you need to do, if you need to, like, go old school and just do pen and paper. Yeah. Do that. Absolutely. Like, just just find what works for you because there is going to be something. There's so many options. Um, There's, you can make your own spreadsheets. You can do apps. You can do on, like, pencil and paper. You can do, like, anything you want. If you want to get an accountant. Yes. You can get an accountant. You can totally
0: get an accountant. Yeah, which is...
1: Yeah. Have something. Like I don't think I'd ever want to count it because I like to handle my own I, money. I do too. I do yeah. too. I want to <laughs> handle my own stuff.
0: But like I can't tell you how many of like our hyphens that I've talked to about mm-hmm. it and they're just like, Oh, I just look at my online banking and see how much money's in my account. And I'm like, I know that's how much money I have. Ugh. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, but you don't know, like something may come up. Do yeah. you have money set aside for a car issue that you may have or Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Whenever like I don't know, on Instagram or like, I don't, I don't know, like in real life when you're talking to somebody and you're like, oh, like let's go out to eat or like something to do with money. And like the person sitting next to you is like, I have $3. I'm like, how did you get there? Yeah. <laughs> how the you have a job that you go to every single day? I don't know.
0: For college students, I can kind of understand I, that. I mean, like I understand, like, I've been there.
1: <laughs> but, but also, okay, here's my thought. If you can buy the latest phone, the newest Apple Watch, the coolest yes. shoes, and you have three dollars in your bank account, dude, I don't feel bad for you. Yeah,
0: I think your priorities are a little off. Oh my right goodness!
1: Now. And so that's like kind of what I was like referring to. Like, come on, man, just like kind of do like budget. You <sighs> yeah. Budget. Also, you were talking about your you budget every month, but it's not for constricting yourself yeah and I personally think of that as like so you can budget to save money but you can also budget to sustain yeah and so like that's what I think Catherine does she budgets to sustain her everyday life she's not necessarily like saving up this huge amount of money for something very specific right yeah yeah so that's I I'm budgeting to save right now and so like I that's how I kind of differentiate those two things and I'm sure there's better I'm sure there's actual like words like definitive words for that yeah but like I don't know that's just how I look at it yeah. also disclaimer neither of us are are <laughs> we're we're not like Dave Ramsey <laughs> we're not Dave Ramsey um but we do really enjoy this stuff and we yeah. have learned a lot throughout yeah. the years I've definitely learned this past couple of years about saving money and and what's important and Catherine has taught a couple lessons really um all about money finances what what are taxes she helped the hyphens do taxes oh, at starbucks at that one was, time
0: that was fun <laughs> oh that
1: was wonderful she gave us like these papers with all the stuff on it and like <laughs> she talked us through what like why taxes like what are they yeah and it was really amazing so oh,
0: we will be talking about taxes on our next episode too
1: i'm excited yeah yeah this is going to be a two-part feature okay yeah. it's going to be awesome this this time we're going to talk about a set amount of things and part two we're going to talk about a set amount of things yes um but just a disclaim yeah we are not
0: we're not experts here we are not
1: accountants <laughs> we didn't go to school for this we just really enjoy saving and this is our experience and i'm
0: not fantastic at math so that's why <laughs> i have a spreadsheet to do it for me
1: yeah Actually, yeah i
0: do have a really cool budgeting trick And that I do for myself. So I guess Uh it's kind of budgeting. So I know that I spend a certain amount on a couple of different pledges that Mm -hmm. I have for for the church. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm going to, let's see, I know I'm going to pay 15% for tithe and offering. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to pay so much percent into my savings account. So I have all these different areas where I kind of have an amount in mind. So in my spreadsheet, I go ahead and put them in as that money is already spent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So even though I haven't actually paid it in yet, and I may not even really be able to afford to pay it in yet this paycheck, but I live based off of what my spreadsheet says I have in my bank account, which is not actually what I have. I have a lot more. And I know I can eat into it a little deeper Mm -hmm. if I need to until my next
1: paycheck but just that visual thing of like you have this much this much to put in
0: if I have $500 in my bank account Mm -hmm. but my ledger on my spreadsheet says that I've already spent $100 of that Mm -hmm. then I'm gonna live like I have $400
1: exactly yeah Yeah, Yeah. I think it's really smart. So my relationship with money, I just um, started earning money about four years ago when I was 17. Um, My first job was a nanny job and I was paid cash every week. Mm -hmm. Um, I got my first credit card, I think, a year after that. And I have learned quite a bit. Like it's, it's been an, 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 interesting, um, four years. I'm in serious saving mode at the moment and I probably will be forever. It's just who I am as a person. <laughs> I love to save my money. That's I don't like to like throw it everywhere. I like to, you know, just be really, I just like to have a secure hold on my money. Just yeah. to, just in case, like if, if anything happens, because I don't know, any, Like literally anything can happen. My car can break down. My dogs can get sick. I need to make sure that I have money for those random occurrences in my life. So I'm in serious saving mode for sure. I
0: am too right now. Yeah. So ever since uh, last June, I was in a car accident Mm -hmm. and I totaled my car and it was a very, very old car. So my insurance didn't give me a whole lot of money for it. And... I knew I needed to buy just just out of prudence, not out of, like, wanting a nice car or anything. I knew I needed to buy a fairly newer car. I mean, my car is mm-hmm. still six years old. But, like, to me, that's, like, the newest car I've ever owned. Yeah. <laughs> so, I always own something that's a lot older. So, I I pretty much dumped out my savings account for oh. that car. And I have not put anything back in since.
1: Oh, that Until hurts. Until
0: last night. <gasps> So I finally started putting more back in and I upped my percentage for how much I'm putting into awesome. my savings account every paycheck. That's Because awesome. I just got to get, I got to get my emergency fund back up. Like I had yeah. everything. I had the $1,000 emergency fund and oh, we both get so that secure. from Dave Ramsey. Yes. Like always yes. have $1,000 around in case mm-hmm. whatever. It yeah. could be anything. And then I always keep some around for like car stuff. Like yeah. suddenly I need four new tires. So yeah. I've got a little bit in savings for that and then plus your regular savings. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had that for six months. Yeah. So wow. I need to... A
1: little bit scary. But it. that's awesome that you just started putting yep. that in. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, just really quick before we get into our bank accounts, can yes. we talk about a single person's view on money? Yes. So I think, I don't know, but I think, like this is my observation, single people think of money differently. Yeah. And like that's normal. Like, obviously, you would think of money because you're a single income. But even if you're boyfriend, girlfriend, like in a serious relationship, probably going to get married, you think of money differently than a single person does. Yeah. You think, you think like.
0: You're thinking more long term and you're thinking yeah. more joint. Like, how much money do we have?
1: Not how yeah, much money it's, do I have? It's today. a we situation, on an I situation anymore. Yeah. And um I don't know. I think that's very interesting. And I'm a little bit worried for myself whenever i do (laughs) get into a serious relationship and i'm like no this is my money i don't know i don't think i'm gonna be that way i like i really don't like i'm i'm completely codependent yeah like i like i'm all about like i'm excited for this but like i don't know getting into the mindset of i think i might go a little bit crazy (laughs) because like that's extra money i mean it's like not extra money but like that's extra money yeah yeah, because it's like compounded. It's like yeah. both
0: incomes together, and yeah, it's thinking I think of
1: you know what I think might happen. What I think I might get even more into saving.
0: Yeah, because there's more you can save. It's a
1: little bit addicting.
0: It kind of is. Like Once saving you start, your money,
1: it's it's so it's so satisfying, and it feels it really is. safe. And you're just like
0: watching that number go up in your savings account. Yeah, and it feels yeah, so good.
1: which is a little bit scary. Like a little bit.
0: Well, here's some advice that I've always heard from. Married couples Mm -hmm. is have a certain percentage, like a really low percentage, but Mm -hmm. a certain percentage of each of your individual incomes. Mm -hmm. So this only works if both people are making some money. Um, Each of your individual incomes, a certain percentage goes into your own account that you have control of only. And I know some people might not feel comfortable with that because Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, in a marriage relationship, we share everything. Mm -hmm. But have a little bit that's just for you Mm -hmm. because... This one's probably me. I'll have something that I want to buy, and my spouse will be like, um, "No, that's stupid. Like, why would you want that thing?" And I'm like, "No, I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway." Or okay. what if you want to surprise them with something? Yeah, and you have every all of your money in a joint account. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Or if you decide to like take a whole bunch of cash out to get the surprise, or like, mm-hmm. why did you take all this cash out? Yeah. So. Yeah, there's many reasons why you might want your own account that only you have control of that you put just a little bit into. Yeah, every, every paycheck.
1: That's a that's a really good point. I've never really heard that before. But, um, like giving yourself, giving each person an allowance, basically. Yeah. Like a monthly much. allowance. That's what my sister and brother in law do. They give themselves an allowance oh, to spend that. on fun things. Yeah. And then everything else is like allocated money. Like it yeah. goes somewhere else. Because also
0: knowing me, like knowing how I feel and we're going to talk a little bit about spending other people's money later Mm -hmm. Um, Mm because sometimes we have like our church credit card or I have a company credit card so we're going to talk about that but like I'll feel like oh this is our money and I can't go spend this on a new purse?
1: Yeah, cuz yeah. I would
0: like feel guilty about it, but if yeah. you're spending just your own money that's allocated just for you, then mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like no problem.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to touch on that I because that. I think it's interesting. It is. Um, but yeah. So, tell me about your bank accounts. So, I have a <laughs> Not what's in it. I don't even know that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. Just um, the general get my
0: bank statement real quick. <laughs> Okay. Do you want my account number two while you're at it? I mean, I wouldn't mind.
1: You can send (laughs) over your PIN as well.
0: Um, I have a checking account and a savings account. Yeah. Separate. Two separate things. That's awesome.
1: um, With the same bank. And you just have one savings account. One savings account. That's it. I've heard a range of things. Like, for sure, have a checking and savings account. But Mm -hmm. some people are like, have like seven savings accounts. So they can all... Because savings accounts bear interest. Yeah. and Not so, very much,
0: but yeah. I think I guess but the over more time. savings accounts that you have, like the more interest you can gain. Exactly. Yeah. So I get a couple of cents every now and then. I'm like, oh, free money. <laughs> 20 cents. <laughs> yes. It's awesome. So I have a separate checking account and savings account, but with the same bank, so I can easily transfer money between them. Yeah. And yeah, I think absolutely keep it separate. Mm-hmm. I attempted over these six months that I was not putting money into my savings account. Mm -hmm. I attempted to just like write down, okay, this is how much money is. I'm thinking of it as in savings and I just Mm -hmm. haven't transferred it yet.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it just doesn't work. I spend it every time. Yeah. Like you can't, You can't just do that. You have to put it somewhere where you can't touch it Mm -hmm. unless you jump through a couple of hoops, like, you know, getting on your phone and transferring money. Right. And this actually helps me a lot. My bank only allows so many online transfers a month before they start charging you fees. So I think I get five transfers a month, either direction. So like as soon as I transfer, I've used up one transfer. Wow. So that means that I can't just keep grabbing money from my savings account. And
1: putting it into your checking. Because then I'll
0: get charged fees.
1: Oh, wow.
0: There's a penalty involved with like constantly grabbing money out of your savings account. That helps a lot. It does help. Um, Oh, another thing I always do is I have a buffer. Mm -hmm. So in my spreadsheet, it always reads $100 less. And I may up that buffer, but it reads $100 less than what's actually in my bank account. And I live as if. I have $100 less than what I actually have. Right.
1: So, you, so, so in the back of your mind, you know, mm-hmm. I have an extra $100. Yeah.
0: So, if you get but to that you're point not gonna where you're that. like, oh, I need to go out to eat with my friends and I only have $3. Well, I only have $3 according to my spreadsheet. Right. You really I actually have, a hundred and have three. $103 yeah. that I can eat into a little bit.
1: Yeah. Very
0: smart. Oh, and on that note, so the reason I do that is a lot of banks offer, uh, what do they call it? Overdraft protection hmm That sounds nice. It's not. It's not. Don't do it. A lot of them do about three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That means that you can overdraft your account by up to three hundred dollars <gasps> and they won't charge you a fee. Nightmare. You will live that way. You will live constantly in the yeah. red if you know that you can spend that money and not have any consequences. Mm-hmm. So just don't opt in for overdraft protection. That blows If you my overdraft mind, your account, you're whatever. bad. <laughs>
1: I mean, like I know that there are some situations where it just happens. It does to, yeah. to some people, but like that is the scariest and even, thing to even me. Even
0: using my spreadsheet, I've made errors mm-hmm. and ended up a lot closer to zero mm-hmm. or overdrafting by a few oh, dollars. Yeah. So
1: it happens. Uh, there was one point, and we'll get into taxes in the next segment in our next episode. But just like really quickly, I had to go into a, a payment plan for my taxes. And it automatically comes out in the first week of every month. Oh, okay. um, which is which worked for me really, really well. But it came out and I had, I think, four dollars and 36 cents. Oh, no. And that was the closest I've ever been to zero. And it was like, that's the closest I'll ever want to be. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it definitely happens. It definitely happens. It You're is not a, thing. a bad person if it's yeah, you're not. And the reason I say don't opt
0: in for it because you're always gonna live in the red. Yeah, is because we're human. Yeah, like that's just what we do. Yeah, we're yeah, like, oh, for sure. I can. I have this allowance. I'm going to just go ahead and use it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, don't don't oh, do that. Don't do that. It's not free money. Yeah, it's not. So oh. that's why if you keep track of your own expenses separate from your bank statements, have a buffer zone so that you have extra money.
1: Right. Right. Um. So I only have a checking account. I opened it up. I mean, you have to open one up whenever you get a debit card. Yeah. Um, So I only have one checking account. I would love to have a a savings account soon. But the way that I save, I save in different... like different categories? Categories. Yeah, which exactly I do the same thing. I have one yeah. savings account, but I have categories. Okay. But but your bank doesn't recognize that you have categories. No, so no, yeah. That's, that's just what I do
0: on my spreadsheet.
1: I have to see it. I have to see each category and see what I have in my savings. Yeah. I have a bar um, graph. So oh that's nice. Yeah. Um so at the moment, at the place that I'm in right now, having a checking account only is fine with me. I save a different way and I like the way that I save right now. We'll get into the way that we save some other time. Yeah. Whatever works know. for you. Um, but like for, for now just checking count is good and I'll get a savings account maybe like next year or something. Yeah. But I'm, I'm enjoying the way that I'm saving right now. Cool. Cool. As long yeah. as it works. Yeah. Okay.
0: So let's talk a little bit about safety because <laughs> bad things happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. The world that we live in. Very
1: scary. It's
0: very scary. So, Hopefully, all of our listeners have a chip on their debit card Mm -hmm. and not just the strip on the back. So my advice is dip the chip and don't swipe the strip as much as possible.
1: Which is hilarious. (laughs) Say say it again slower so they understand. Dip the chip.
0: Don't swipe the strip. Exactly. I did not know it was called dip the chip until I started researching this a couple years ago and I was like, dipping the chip? Yeah, That is so amazing. (laughs) What?" So yeah. if, if you don't understand why, let me explain a little bit, is the um, what the chip does is it encrypts your uh, debit card information. Mm-hmm. And it's a different encryption for every single transaction.
1: Right. So somebody can't- Every can, single time. Every single time. So yeah. somebody
0: can't go steal those numbers and reuse them to make Even, their own purchase, purchases because your yeah. bank won't allow the same numbers to be used twice. Even
1: if they see you putting in your PIN- mm-hmm that pin is useless to them because yeah. they don't have the numbers on your credit card. Right, exactly.
0: Exactly. Now, unless they're making a a certain type of purchase where they're like, you know, like if you're making an online purchase, you put in your your debit card number. Mm-hmm. So, then as long as you have all the debit card information, yeah. you can take the money. I hope that we live in a world one day where that is not a thing yeah. anymore. As far as I know, like hearing other people from European countries talk about it, the United States is way behind on really? our credit card security. Oh, it's so sad. We took way longer to get the chip than most other countries. Oh, okay. It is it's very sad. And now they have a contactless payment which is even more heavily encrypted and I don't have that yet. I mean, it is, it does exist here, but I don't have it yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that my bank offers it. Hmm. So anyway, use the, use the chip as much
1: as possible because it's yeah. encrypted. And if, if you can. If your chip is messed up, go get it fixed. Oh yes. Go get a new one. My father, his credit card has been messed up for a long time now. He can only use the strip. <gasps> no. Yeah. And so I've been like, dad, you have to go get that fixed. And yeah. I don't know if it's good or not that I've said that out in the open, Yeah. But,
0: hey and if you've heard a lot of reports of um oh i forget what they call those things they're not scanners but what are they that they that mm-hmm. bad dudes put on yes. the gas pumps yes yeah okay i the, don't know um, i can't think of the name for that
1: but wherever you you know with the point where you put in your credit card and take it out yeah because that is that is a strip swipe that mm-hmm. is not a chip mm-hmm. so
0: Your information is not encrypted and if they take Mm -hmm. your information, you got to get a new debit card. Right. And
1: so what I do in those situations, not all of them are going to be like this, but like I walk up, like I just look, you just be mindful of what you're looking at. Kind of look around, see if like there's a small sticker. Yeah, Um, those stickers they say don't
0: work anymore because you can just buy those.
1: Okay. Okay. But a lot of them- Yeah, do watch for the sticker. Yeah. If they're cut- Mm-hmm. then that's a sign that you should just not use that pump. Yeah. And then I usually just take hold of where you put in your credit card and just jiggle it around a little yes. bit to see if it comes off. And do that at ATMs too. They've yeah, been ATMs. putting them on ATMs. I don't use the ATM very much. Um, yeah, I don't either. I actually, never I, carry I cash. <laughs> I don't think I've ever – I think I've used the ATM one time. But whenever you do go up to an ATM, just take hold of where you put your credit card in and like move it around a little bit. If it comes off, just, just – report it and walk away if not go ahead and use it. But um just like just be mindful of what you're using. Just be mindful. Also, pro tip at gas stations and ATMs for the most part, you know, just be mindful of your surroundings. Don't go at night. Be smart about it. (laughs) Yeah. Don't go at night. Always look around. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Use Apple Pay or
0: PayPal or some kind of encryption payment encryption service if mm-hmm. you can, or Google Pay or Android Pay. I don't know. Android Any, Pay. Anything that's not Apple. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. But use something else if you're going to make online purchases. Yeah. As much as you can. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't do that as much as I should. because yeah.
1: I use PayPal and Cash App most okay. of the time. Yeah. Um, I use Apple Pay as much as
0: possible, but yeah. I can't always. My Apple
1: Pay isn't set up yet. Oh. um, I've been avoiding it because I have, uh, you know, social anxiety and <laughs> I don't like talking to people I don't know uh-huh. on the phone. Yeah, so... you do have to make a
0: phone call so that they yeah. can check on who you
1: are and all yeah. that. So I need to grow up a little bit, but that's yeah. fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I understand that though. Like, do you ever get anxiety if you have to leave a voicemail for somebody? Um, <sighs> Yes, and I
1: almost always mess it up. Yeah, Like I almost too. like, I'm just like, I get off the phone and I'm just, oh, <laughs> I'm like, Jerry, oh, why you have you done this? I can't believe I said that. You're so awkward.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, use that because they're super encrypted. And yeah. yeah, my bank actually does not allow me to use Apple Pay at every location. I can pretty much just use it at Starbucks. That's oh, it. Yeah. So it's it kind of annoying. If I try to use it somewhere else, it declines. And they like, you ever notice how cashiers are really embarrassed to tell you that your card declined?
1: They're like, oh, I'm I'm so sorry, but like, it declined.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's normal. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah,
1: yeah, and you know I appreciate that. I'd rather it not be, you know, like broadcasted to the entire yeah. room. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I can't pay, but, but they, like their immediate thought is like, oh, this you this don't is, have any money. You don't money. have any money. You've like, overdrafted three hundred dollars. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, no, no I, I appreciate that, but. I do too, but
0: so it's really, it makes for an awkward moment, and, and I always and you know I try to make them feel better, by like, oh, no, it's fine. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 and like, I also, do you ever try to make the people behind you feel better whenever that happens? Because I don't want them to be embarrassed for me either.
0: Oh, I, I don't get, even care about people I get <laughs>
1: secondhand embarrassment for people all the time, <laughs> and like, I, like, I don't know if anybody else does, but like, I try to make everybody around me feel better at yeah. all times. So like, hey, no, it's totally fine, like, not a big deal. <laughs> kind of like really brush it off yeah but that makes me think how often does it happen to people who really don't have any money in their account yeah
0: yeah that's I mean, it's very a scary. thing. it's a thing yeah um okay so also look out for sketchy websites yeah that's a um i one time did a stupid thing and tried to order some toms off of a fake toms website Ugh. and immediately figured out that it was like, right after I put all my information in, I figured out, oh, wait, this was not the real deal. Yeah. In fact, if I, like, zoomed in, I realized that they had just, like, pasted a grainy version of the logo mm-hmm. at the top of the page. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is so stupid. So I had yeah. to, like, call my bank and have them send me a new card and all
1: there that. There was just a Ray-Ban one out. And oh, I think it's still no. circulating a little bit. Um, This website, Ray-Ban, for, like, 10 bucks. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, my gosh, Ray-Ban on clearance on sale. Oh. I'm like,
0: no. No, not the real deal. Oh, and the thing that's really careful. driving me crazy is those calls you get from a person with an Indian accent saying that you owe money to the IRS. I love that one.
1: So, um, Like some
0: guy called my mom and said that she was going to go to jail and he's going to call the police and they're going to be at her door. And she's like, okay, I'll be
1: here. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They called the church the other day. Oh, and, no. Um, Not the other day. It was like, uh, I think like six months ago. And um, our pastor's wife just like stayed on the phone and was like okay just you know let me know when you get here um i'm in the office i'm reporting you right now just letting you know and he's like okay bye 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 oh <laughs> <I'm> like,
0: <laughs> well it's funny i've heard several recordings and youtube videos of people like who string them along who know what they're doing yeah and, like yeah, string yeah, yeah, them yeah. along for a long time and then finally like let them know hey i'm on to you and i yeah. know what you're trying to do here and yeah. i'm gonna try to figure out who you are and like how to report you yeah And they get so mad and start insulting, like, horrible, horrible. And it's like, you're wasting my time. You're a scam artist. You can't be mad whenever I scam you. I know, right? So there's this one really funny one on YouTube, one of those. It was a lady. And she said that she's an officer with the IRS and gave, like, a badge ID number Mm -hmm. and all that. And the name that she gave for herself was generally a man's name. Okay. Like, I've never even heard it as a woman's name. So clearly there was, like, a cultural barrier there that she did not realize that this was a man's name. And he was... The guy that she called was an IRS, not an IRS agent. He was a um, a tax attorney. And he strung her along for a long time. Oh, like, my goodness. Yeah, Talk about the wrong person I don't to want to be in trouble with the IRS. Like, please, I, I, tell me oh, how to yeah. pay this money. Uh-huh. Like, he, like, kept her going and then Playing finally the said, okay, um, I have a, a tax attorney. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I totally know what you're doing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was awesome. Oh, People so, are just not nice sometimes. Yeah.
0: And if you get an email from a Nigerian prince saying that you need to get some yeah. money so he can take
1: the threat, like, just don't. Just don't do it. Free be money.
0: Smart. Be smart. Okay. Let's move on from safety. Yeah. On to my favorite part. On to my favorite part. I love this. Tithes and offerings. Mm-hmm. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. I am always happy to pay my tithes. Every mm-hmm. time I get a paycheck, mm-hmm. I immediately think, okay, 10%. I get to give that much money. That is yeah. so awesome. Like yeah. that's, that's. You were talking to me thought. the other
1: day, and you're like, "I was about to pay tithes on it, and is that enough? Like, yeah. Do I? It felt like not I enough money. More? And <laughs> I was so like, funny. "That's when awesome. you become
0: a tearful giver. It just feels like everything you give is not enough. Yeah. You want to give more. Yeah, and more. It's yeah.
1: addicting to give. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the way that you get there is to learn about why we tithe and what tithing is for and like the biblical groundings behind it. Yeah.
0: So our pastor always says that there's three levels of standards Mm -hmm. and their biblical standards is the basic. That's your reasonable service. Like Mm -hmm. you do that without question. Mm -hmm. After that is your church standards, which Mm -hmm. should be, you know, set the bar a little higher. And after that's your personal standards. Exactly. So all of this is biblical
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and okay, so I'm not a pastor. I'm not preaching this (laughs)
1: disclaimer
0: I'm letting you know it's in the Bible yeah and our biblical standard is is the basic level of what we should be doing exactly so the word says that where your treasure is there is your heart also and if you feel like oh I can't afford to give my tithes Mm -hmm. like I can't afford to give extra offering
1: Mm -hmm. like are then you, what can you afford is your heart to do? living in fear then
0: that you can't give yeah so if you can yeah. give your treasure to the lord that's where your heart is
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so
0: don't let i think a lot of you. times
1: our thought is like oh i'm sacrificing this money to give to the church but like that's that's where the money is supposed to go in the first place right where are you where are you already putting your money before that Right. That you can't give to the church. Right. And I, and like I completely understand like there are some things that come up like for some people that take their money right away as soon as you get it. But I believe the Lord will make a way for you to give your 10% oh, as absolutely. needed. I, and I think if you make a way, the Lord will bless you in a very bad situation. Absolutely. I think that's – I think he – he, know, he knows where we are. Yeah. And so I think if you really make it a standard for yourself to always pay your tithes on time, as soon as you get your money, he, he'll bless you for it. Yeah. I, I really believe he it. Will.
0: I had that on a chart when I taught this lesson a few years ago about like how every year I increased how mm-hmm. much I was giving. Mm-hmm. So I was giving 10% tithes always and I always give 5% offering, but I yeah. started increasing extra offering mm-hmm. beyond that for every single month and as that happened my business got better mm-hmm. and um my company started paying me more mm-hmm. so on top of their business improving they also started paying me more money That's and it awesome. was just amazing how the more you give the more god gives to you yeah
1: so yeah. he is faithful as as long as you are trusted with the little that he gives you at the very beginning i believe he'll bless you with more and more as as you prove your trust to him
0: he will. And use your money with open hands. If we're not supposed to mm-hmm. hoard it, it comes into one hand and goes out the other. You yeah. just Let it go. Which is really hard. It's hard to think of it that yeah. way. But once you do and you mm-hmm. like you get your mm-hmm. mind around it, it becomes like a, a habit in your thinking. Yeah.
1: And I think that needs to be I think we need to talk about that a little bit more because I really struggle with that because I'm like save, save, save everything. Mm-hmm. Like and so Paying tithes, doing a pledge, doing offering is hard to do. And like you really have to kind of train your mind to be like, hey, this isn't your money. Yeah. Like the money that you are getting paid is not yours. Yeah. Right. It is that that money came to you all because of God. That is God's money and He is allowing you to only pay ten percent. Yeah. Like, I know. That's, that's we it. get to keep 90%. Yeah. Which is like, which is really unbelievable. And I think as long as you think that way, paying your tithes and your pledges and your offering will be, it, it's bliss. It yeah, really is bliss. It is. And it's such a blessing that we have the means to pay that. Yeah. You know?
0: It is. Okay, so I love this verse because this goes right along with that. It's Leviticus chapter 27, verses 30 and 31. And I'm using the New Living Translation. I love the New Living Translation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It says, one-tenth of the produce of the land, whether it's grain from the fields or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's already His. Mm -hmm. So if you're keeping it, you're stealing from the Lord. In fact, there's, I don't remember, it's one of the prophets. It says that if you were withholding your, your tithes, you're stealing from God. So it must be set apart for him as holy. And if you want to buy back, okay, so this is talking about like things that, the field produces. This is talking about greens and fruits and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to give that and you want to buy it back from the Lord, not only do you pay it its value, you add twenty percent. Wow! So <laughs> you, it belongs to the Lord that much that you yeah. have to pay him an extra twenty percent. Yeah, to have, to have, have it. Yeah. So, by the way, wow. like we have a lot of people in our church that grow like fruits and vegetables. They have like really great vegetable gardens. Mm-hmm. They always tithe their vegetables to mm-hmm. our pastor and pastor's wife.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's yeah. it's their first fruits. Yeah. It's their first fruits yeah so in in the most most literal sense and i think that's awesome (laughs) yeah i
0: love it but uh for most of us especially in the culture that we live in today pretty much all we have to to say is our gain is our money yeah is our finances and that's what we need to tithe on Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then uh, also there's free will offerings Mm -hmm. so i would say after you tithe always give an offering Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, and it can be a certain dollar amount every time, or it can be a percentage. I do 5%. I know a lot of people do that. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. 10% tithe, 5% offering every time Mm -hmm. and make sure that you write it down for your church to know what is tithe and what's offering because they Mm -hmm. allocate that in different ways. Yep. So don't just pay 10% in the general offering because that's not properly tithing
1: it. So every church or uh, I shouldn't say every church, my church, our Mm -hmm. church, we, I don't do this because I don't work with the money, but the person who does make sure everybody who puts in their tithes, it's, it's allocated to your name, Yes, your name. And there's a a number right beside it of how much in tithes that you've given. And it goes for tithes. It goes for offering. It goes for um, pledges any anything any money that you've given that you've written your name on the envelope that you've given or it's coming out of your bank account through an app yeah it's it's right beside your name they know exactly what you've been giving and they're grateful for every penny honestly yes but the the thing to remember is that usually the first of the year, like February, March, they will send you a report of what you've done in the past year of I, what you've given. I love that because it's tax deductible. Yeah, it's so tax deductible. And like, that's not the reason that you do it. Yeah. But I mean, like that, it really does help. And you can see what you've been giving throughout the year. And like Catherine said, you can take a look at your expenses and you can probably up yeah. your offering, your pledges, anything you want to do. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really important to, to make sure that if you're tithing, it says tithing. And it says your name, your offering. You can put your offering in with no name if you want. You, a lot of people do that. Yeah, a lot of people do that. But yeah. you won't receive credit for it. it right, won't be you won't deductible. receive credit and you won't know that you've done it whenever you get the report back. That's just what our church does. I'm sure plenty of other churches do that as well. Yeah. It's kind of... It's, it's kind of a standard practice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's just another reason why you need to... Yeah, you to need let, to- Document Let your everything people know. Yeah.
0: For, for your church accountant, whoever does the books at your church needs mm-hmm. to know, like where everything needs to go.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, I always, and I, I think our pastor does this too, whenever I'm doing my offering, like let's say I, I tithe, I figure out my tithe and it's like $10 and one cent. I always round that up to the nearest yeah. dollar, like even if it's just by one penny. So I'm going to give $11 in tithes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: just mm-hmm. to make
0: sure. I mean, you can't outgive the Lord.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, yeah.
0: Here's a good one. Make sure that you tithe on the gross amount that you make. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this is different for you, Jody, because you don't have taxes withheld Ugh, at your job. No, I do not. No. So you have to go ahead and pay taxes. So yeah. basically for you, whatever goes into your bank account, you're paying 10% on that. Yeah. Every week. But yeah. I do have taxes withheld. Mm -hmm. Therefore, whatever goes into my bank account, if I pay 10% on that, Mm -hmm. that's You're missing a whole section of money. I'm missing a whole bunch of money that Mm -hmm. I made. So you could say, oh, but that's the government's money. It's not my money. No, it is your money first. Mm -hmm. And you're choosing to pay your taxes even though your job is withholding it for you. Yeah, You need to give 10% of all... All mm-hmm. of the money that your work would give you yeah. if your taxes were not withheld. Yeah. So make sure that you pay on the gross amount and not mm-hmm. the net amount.
1: And how how do people know what their gross is? You can look on your pay stub. Okay, and and because I've never been in a situation where I've yeah been through that, and so you can just look. Yeah, your pay stub will tell you both. It'll tell you like the gross amount that
0: your job has paid you, mm-hmm. and then it will itemize Medicare, Social Security what's yeah. being withheld for taxes, yeah. and then tell you your net, which is what okay. goes into your bank
1: account. Okay,
0: got it. So here's a trick. If you have been paying on the net, just the next time you get your pay stub mm-hmm. from your next paycheck, mm-hmm. look at the year to date withholdings. So that's okay. how much you've has been withheld for taxes for the entire year.
1: Uh-huh. And, and just, so you pay and on pay a tithe
0: on that. And then okay. you'll be caught up for the year.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So if you if you
0: always just pay on the net, mm-hmm. that means that you have to pay a tithe on whatever your tax return is, yeah. or if the government ends up keeping your taxes, if you make mm-hmm. enough money, which I never pay a tithe have, on that. Yeah. then you need to pay a tithe on what the government has withheld. Yeah. So make sure, really good to know. Yeah. make sure you do that. But if you've been paying on the gross and you get um, a tax return, yay, and you don't have to tithe that. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to give an offering on it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to tithe that because that money's already been tithed on throughout yeah. the year.
1: Yeah. Um, something that I really think is really important um, is a pledge. So a yes. pledge is something that you have promised to someone, a workplace a church anywhere it's it's something it's a promise. It's a, promise it's a promise that you'll pay a certain amount in this situation a pledge is a, is a promise that you pay a certain amount weekly monthly yearly every three years and you can't break that promise. So at the moment at our church, we're in a what we call harvest of generosity. And everybody has made a promise to give a certain amount of money to our building fund. Yes, And I think it's really important to treat that pledge as a debt and a promise. I, there's, there's so many awesome stories about like how people, um, there's a family in our church who, who moved here five years ago yeah. um, and they continue to pay their pledge. Uh, I think like to the church, that they to the left. church to the church that they left yeah. for, I don't know how, I don't know how many years, like two or three years yeah. maybe. And now they're moving again and they have a pledge with our church. <laughs> exactly. They're moving again. They have a pledge with our church and they're going to continue paying it yeah. even after they move and they, just they don't have awesome. really any ties. But I think it's really important because you've promised this. Money, Mm -hmm. like you can't go back. Especially in this situation, you've promised this money to God. This is like for His kingdom, for for His new church building that we're building over there. I just think you really need to treat it as a debt that needs to be paid off until it's paid off.
0: And it really is a debt because. The way any organization treats a pledge, mm-hmm. they factor it into this is money that has already been raised. Right. Even though it's not physically in their hands yet because mm-hmm. you haven't given it yet, mm-hmm. it's it's money that they are already accounting for. Right. So you have exactly. to give
1: it. Exactly.
0: I have several pledges and some of them that I haven't even written down. They're just like between me and God. Mm-hmm. And this is an area that I pay money to every single month. Sheaves for Christ is one of them, mm-hmm. which is a huge offering that the UPCI does.
1: And this is something that I don't really hear a lot of people say about She's for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, like doing a pledge for it. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Because a lot of
0: churches just fundraise like mm -hmm. right before it's time to give Mm -hmm. the big offering. But I give to it every single month throughout the year. I think that's awesome. And then plus extra for the big Mm -hmm. Sheets for Christ offering that we take out. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's just like, I haven't even told anybody about that. I haven't written it down, Mm -hmm. but it's just between me and God. Yeah. Hey, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I increase the amount every single year. Mm -hmm. So whether it be just between you and God or to your church, Mm -hmm. it's promise and you have to keep it yeah so and I highly recommend pledging something to some area of your church Mm -hmm. Yeah. give your 10% tithes give a certain amount for a general offering Mm -hmm. and then pledge something to missions Mm -hmm. to a specific missionary become a partner in mission Oh my yeah. goodness. I have That's so awesome. many missionary friends that, like, they need partners in missions yes. so that they don't have to leave their fields
1: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
0: come here to deputize for two mm-hmm. years or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it's
1: so important. It's so, it's important. so important to help support ministry and, and ministers. They don't get paid enough, they really don't. No. They do not. So something that our pastor says, which I think is so wonderful, talking about sacrifice, it's not equal amount. It's equal sacrifice.
0: Yes, I love that. So it
1: doesn't matter how much you make or how much you give, as long as it's a sacrifice to you. If you make five bucks a week and you give a dollar of that, that's a sacrifice. It is. If you make a thousand dollars a week and you give five hundred dollars of that, that is a sacrifice. Yes. They're They're equal. If you give a dollar or if you give $500 and that's a sacrifice to you and it's hard for you, that's equal. Yes. I think that's really important. I don't think anybody should ever get, you know, caught up in what other people are giving, what other people can give. Yeah. That they're blessed to give, you know. I think God has a certain time for everybody. Yeah. And I think, I think he blessed, I, I mean, I know he blesses every sacrifice that we make. Yeah, he does. So I just absolutely remember does. that it's that it's equal sacrifice on equal amounts.
0: I remember a couple of years ago getting my statement from the church for how much I've given. Mm-hmm. And I was in tears when I looked at that number and mm-hmm. saw how much I was able to give. Yeah. And like compared it to... How much money I made for the year, mm-hmm. and I'm just like I cannot believe I was able to give that yeah. amount of money. It was, and you're still crazy living your life, and I'm still living my life. I'm still good. Like yeah.
1: nothing, yeah, probably I mean, better God than you has would have me
0: through losing my vehicle. Things mm-hmm. have happened, and God keeps you through it,
1: mm-hmm. man. Try try out the whole sacrificing thing. T- try you me and will see. be very, very blessed and very surprised. Yes, about what God does, and then you'll get this whole new confidence in the Lord, yeah. trust in the Lord. I think it's important.
0: And to some people, this may sound really basic, but also it's good to have a reminder. Like yeah. it's just sometimes you lose sight. Mm-hmm. You start to focus more on like, oh, no, I need to have everything together. I need yeah. to make sure I don't fall behind on my bills or anything mm-hmm. like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And just a <sighs> reminder just to, yeah, off of that. Like, if you're in a com- in an uncomfortable place right now, anybody who's listening, if you're in an uncomfortable place right now, I think you're in the perfect position for God to bless you. Yes. It's all about what you do with the uncomfortable situation. Like... What are you gonna do this coming week? Whenever you don't have enough money, I don't know to do X, Y, Z thing that you need to do that week. Right. What are you gonna do? Are you going to whine about it? Uh, stop paying your tithes. Stop paying that pledge. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Are you going to trust in God? I think you should trust in God. Like yes, I think absolutely. I think you should really just give the situation over to Him, and you'll be you'll be blessed. Just yes.
0: for sure, you'll and be blessed. We're not talking about those times when there's a special offering coming up and the pastor says ask the Lord what you should give Mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, just a special, usually a large amount kind Mm -hmm. of offering. We're talking about the paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. offering, mm-hmm. the tithes, the offerings and the pledges that you give constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's not even including the times where the pastor says, "This is important. hey, this is important. We need mm-hmm. to take up an offering. And the Lord tells you give X amount of dollars and you're like, whoa, there's no way I have that. I've but- already
1: given my tithes, pledges and offering. I yeah, can't do that. Right. No,
0: seriously, do it. Do it anyway. Because then that's where the really big miracles happen. Not yeah, just believe like, big. Not just the continual provision, but mm-hmm. like the big ones where you find a check in the mailbox the next day that you mm-hmm. didn't know was coming to you mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. something like that. Or you suddenly get a raise that you didn't expect.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you just, we just need to learn how to trust in the Lord. And if that takes some uncomfortable points in life, yeah, then I think it's worth it. It is. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But now we need to talk about borrowing money. Yes. This is a big one. It's a very big one. So. Kind of scary.
0: <laughs> don't lend. Don't borrow. That's how I feel.
1: Yeah. Don't lend. Don't borrow. And
0: if somebody's like, hey, can you lend me some money? I don't lend it. I give it.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Like, just
0: know that you're not going to get it back and and tell them like you don't want that pressure in, no. the, in the middle of your friendship. Mm-mm. Like they're constantly feeling like, oh, I can't talk to them right now because I can't pay them back. Yeah. Just let them know right up front. Hey, I'm going to give you this money yeah. and you don't have to I pay me back. I don't expect it back. Don't, don't pay me.
1: Money is a interesting thing. It is, you know, um, it's kind of uncomfortable to talk about. It is. But I don't. I don't think, I don't think it's. Open. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's uncomfortable. I think it's fine. A lot of people think it's weird to talk about. Yeah. Um, but whenever you get in, get to the point of borrowing money and lending money, and within like your friend circle, within your family, within your church friends, within your workplace, it gets uncomfortable for both parties. Yeah. It says in the Bible, you know, like you don't need to mix money in the or. What does it say? I don't know. I'll have to look at that. Um, disclaimer. I don't know if I'm right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to find this.
0: Ooh, this is a good one. Rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is the slave to the lender. Yeah. And you don't want to make somebody feel that way. Yeah. And you don't want to feel that way. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. What verse is that? That is Romans 13, 8, and this is all English Standard Version.
1: What was that first verse reference? Proverbs 22 and 7. There you have it. Straight yeah. from the Bible. It is. Don't lend, don't borrow. Um, There's a
0: whole whole bunch of verses here.
1: <laughs> but, so, I will say an exception really fast. I have borrowed money before. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Uh, from my parents. <laughs>
0: but so have I. Yeah. No, <laughs> so my um, mom had to pay part of my car that I just bought, and mm-hmm, I do mm-hmm. intend to pay her
1: back. Yeah. I had to pay, or um, my parents paid for my dogs, or, or one of my dogs. I had to go in and get something done, and um, it was... a a chunk of money that I didn't have in savings and so I paid them back every paycheck 20% until oh. it was done. Wow. And so that was every week I paid them. And um, I just think if, if you do borrow from somebody, I, I suggest it be from somebody like your parents. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the only exception, though. Like, yeah, even it's even if it's from, like a sibling, that's uncomfortable is a mortgage. Like as far as loans yeah. go. Yeah. Like school loans and stuff like that. Yeah. And like your mortgage and stuff like nobody can buy a house. Nobody can pay. Right. I don't think like fifty thousand dollars in in your college fees and everything. That's hard to do, obviously. Yeah, it is. Um, but there's like a couple exceptions. But let's talk about company credit cards really fast because yes. that's
0: that is something that you and I both deal with on a regular basis. Is exactly, having a company credit card or a church credit card.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and
0: so how do you feel about that? Like, how do you deal with making purchases on so on I, somebody else's credit card? Yeah,
1: so I don't. It doesn't happen very often, which is nice. Um, I don't have to do a lot of the buying or anything. We have uh, people that take care of that kind of thing, and even then, uh, they don't use a credit card. That we give them a check. Yeah, and and that's like that's what yeah, they usually do. Usually, it's a reimbursement type situation. Yeah, and so um, if ever I use a credit card that's not my own or a company credit card, my motto is spend half of what you would normally spend and then feel uncomfortable every time you go over that. Yes. So like half of what you would normally spend then be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going over this. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I think that's what will kind of keep you in line. Yeah.
0: So I have a credit card from my business. We used to do a reimbursement type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they just wanted to like take out an extra step of like having to pay me back yeah. for stuff. So they Do you would... all use
1: an American Express? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It helps to so use that. at points. It does a lot.
0: And so like anytime I need office supplies or something, mm-hmm. I usually put them on my own card.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and so like I sneak back into my office with my Office Depot bags yeah. so that nobody is like, oh, did you put that on the company credit card? Because you need to. Yeah. Yeah. I just won't do it. It I can't do it unless it's like a really big purchase that we need for the whole office. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I just can't like... Nobody said I really need new highlighters and new binders. I just it, want new highlighters and new binders. Yeah, so I'm yeah. going to put them on my own card. Yeah, like it just yeah. feels like unless it's an absolute need mm-hmm. and it's something that everybody's gonna use, I just cannot put it on a company yeah, credit card. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and don't ever buy lunches or anything on your company's uh, credit card. Yeah. And Say you're gonna pay it back later. Just don't. Unless it's your boss. Unless it's
1: your boss using that company credit card to pay for your lunch. Yes. <gasps> just, 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 just be mindful. Do be
0: very mindful about. I what think you're treat doing. it
1: as your credit card. Like treat it like if somebody were to take your credit card. Yeah. And go treat themselves to lunch. Or go buy all the stuff that you that you didn't personally need on necessary office supplies like I do. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't want anybody spending all my money. Right. Exactly. That's just how I kinda think of it. That's how I do too. Well, I think that's all for this episode. It it's is. it has been a long one. It has. Not as long as all of them, but we have even more stuff to cover in our next episode. We do. We're going to be talking about taxes and investments. Saving for the future and our personal financial goals, which is really exciting. Yes. Uh, but this is our favorite topic, so we're, we're good to talk about it for a long time. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. We'll see you for our second episode about our financial journey. See you later. Bye.